you say, boys and girls? This is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. That's right, and you are listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum terror. Ah! That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Phantasm. Chatting about scorched. Yeah. Yeah, Dee Dee did it like a month ago with me. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was in my schedule. That's right. It was in my schedule. It was awesome because it, it's it's gotten a lot of views. I he shared it. So, tell him thank you. <laughs> oh, he's an interesting person. I love people you guys. People ask me how do we how do you get along with you guys get along for so long? I said, well, that's because Dee Dee still doesn't speak English yet. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a it was a fun interview. So I thought it was fun to now I get to chat with you about Scorch. It's it's so good and and uh, uh, I, I'm just a huge fan of the band. I've been a fan since I was a kid, and I I just love the band. And you guys have never put a bad album out. You're all the best thrash band on the planet. So oh, that's awesome. I appreciate that, man. I mean, we obviously. I mean, I think as soon as you press play, you can you hear that we still enjoy doing what we do. It's. It, I was telling him just to lead off with you. I mean. Every record, I mean, there, there's never been a record where I was like, oh, you know, I never have to worry about Overkill. I told Dee Dee this, and same to you. I, I, I can't thank you guys enough for all the great music all these years. It, it, I never have to worry about it. It's it's always, it's like, oh, there's a new Overkill record? Good. It's going to be great. So, it's it, it's the greatest thing in the world. used to say when somebody would say yeah i like the record you know i think it's pretty good i'm like well all the stuff that you like on it that's what i wrote all the stuff that you don't like on it that's what Diddy wrote <laughs> <laughs> so with scorched um and i asked Didi, you know some music stuff about it i'll ask you you know, stuff about it as well, lyrically or, or vocally or anything you want to throw in on it. Was there anything different at this point? Do you, is it, is it fun to go in and maybe do a couple of different things differently or do you, do you like to just stick to the same stuff or? Well, sure. From my perspective, I mean, it has to progress to some level. I mean, you don't always succeed in that progression, but you, you start out, you know, not, you don't take the safe route. You know, right. no matter what record it is, I, I, I think that, you know, to, to be able to do 20 records in the first place is to always aspire somewhere to be better Absolutely. Uh, than you were on the record prior, you know, and, um, you know, anytime I talk to somebody who says, ah, you know, yeah, I like you guys in the early days, but, you know, you're kind of a one-trick pony, I'm going, you're not listening. <laughs> yeah. I really don't care if you don't like us, but this is not a one-trick pony. It hasn't been for a very, very long fucking time. Uh, so I think it's about really just pushing uh, whatever boundaries, uh, taking the opportunity and squeezing it for more. Um, and in this particular case, having the pandemic surrounded right. uh, gave me specifically 
that much more time to work on it. It's such a great album. Um, now, did you all start the whole rock? And ask Didi some of this, but I want to ask you some similar stuff if it's okay. Uh, did you? So during the pandemic, it's horrible, obviously for everybody. Um, I lost my dad actually during it to COVID, but I was it was it good to have that time to to work on Scorched or for you creatively? For me, yeah, of course. I mean, I you know we we shut down on uh, our, our last show was Charlotte, North Carolina. It was uh, March twelfth. 2020. I actually have it in the center section of lyrics of Fever. You know, three, twelve, twenty, all shut down. So, oh wow! But it was, it was uh, that was it, and uh, that was the last bit of normality we knew. I think we were having like a barbecue in the parking lot. So one of Derek's friends came up to set up a big brisket barbecue for us huh. down at a place called the Phil. Oh yeah, fucking awesome. And now we're heading home, you know, and the next thing I know, I'm heading home and, and life had changed. You know, it was like, you know, uh, the dog had passed before I left and my wife had divorced me. I'm, I'm not looking for a fucking violin solo here, but the. No, that's and awful. And now the pandemic, and I'm thinking to myself, boy, this fucking blows. Right. Uh, but in, in retrospect, um, when I look back on it, I always had a go to place, no matter what. If I was trying to figure out how to work or make money or record shit. I always had that fucking demo to work on. Right. And it was, uh, boy, talk about a light in the dark. I was like, man, that is just fucking awesome. And I think somewhere that, you know, after I rewrote my parts over and over again, that somewhere it, it actually took on the, the personality of, of Overkill 20 Records Deep uh, into their career. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a shot in the head, but uh, still has a positive energy to it. Absolutely, absolutely. I was going to tell you, I told Didi this, you all were the last show that I saw. Like, I haven't been to a concert since. I saw you guys down in Georgia. Um, okay. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. That was it. That was um, the 11th. Yep. I, I live in Florida, but I was up visiting my mother. My mother's from there. And went to the show. And uh, great show, by the way, as always. And... That was it. You know, everything just gets... The the world presses the pause button. It was just crazy. Um, but for you, with all with all the other stuff, it, it sounds like you had all kinds of craziness going on. Uh, you, you brought so much. I told Didi, and I wanted to tell you this. Vocally, you really knocked this out of the park. Scorched is just... It's one. Of, not that you've had a bad performance, but it's it's. I just wanted to share that with you because I told D. I was like, it's, it's incredible. Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's uh, that's cool to say. I mean, it's also kind of cool you experienced kind of the last of that normality with the rest of us. So, you know, if your last show was an Overkill show on the eleventh, and and then this came out, you know, April fourteenth. You know, three years later, yeah, plus years later, you kind of went on that journey with us with regard to new material, you know, or at least the weight of it. Absolutely. So, but, the, but the vocal end of it, uh, there, there's a couple of things, you know, that were, were different. And, and it's like I said earlier, you know, you aspire to be better. And I, um, I, it, it has aggression to it, but there was um, a relaxed, uh, a big part of it, I relaxed. Um, and it doesn't come across as lethargic, but it comes across as very authoritative, uh, 
with relaxing. And it gave me the opportunity to twist and turn around the melodies that Didi had, to write counter melodies uh, to his riffs or to Dave's leads. Right. So I think it's somewhere in there, understanding it over that amount of time made it more unified uh, with regard to vocals versus music. Um, and, and, I, and the only other thing I can remember, and I told Didi this, because he said something to me about the vocals too, and said I just changed the position in my in my mouth. I, I put my voice and a lot of the songs into the roof of my mouth. And it made a bigger difference than putting them in the back of my mouth where I had to yell harder to get them out of my mouth. Right. Um, I relaxed when they were just in the roof of my mouth and just roll it out. And I mean, songs like Fever, even the heavy part are like that. But the light part, uh, for instance, that's just a different, you know, different procedure. So again, I uh, aspired to be better in it or at least be different. And I, and I think it worked. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, so the first track, Scorched, um, what a great way to kick an overkill album off. You always, you always deliver, as I said before. Um, just facts. You know, I, you guys always do. Um, with this one, was it, because Didi kind of went through with this with was was that a later one written, the, the album track, or was that an earlier one written, Scorched? Yeah, it was, it was uh, when I got the demo, I think that's the first thing he did. He was, uh, he had some background vocals that he had dropped in there just as an idea. So I got two versions of the song, and um, it sounded like, uh, it almost sounded like Thunderstruck from ACDC to me. Awesome. And I was like, God, this fucking thing is all over the map. Thinking, you know, I'm like, you got this fucking, you know, 1980s old school Iron Maiden guitar intro, Jewish priest feel that goes into a thrash song that builds and builds and these background vocals. Right. I didn't know what the fuck to do with it. And I was, um, I learned to cook a little better during the uh, pandemic. And it was, I was making, I don't know what, one of the things I learned. And in, it just came out of my mouth, that chorus exactly how it's recorded uh, and i got rid of those acdc background vocals and just went with it so it was it was a hard song to write i think because it was already suggested to me about the direction that maybe it should go vocally right. but i i just tried to put it out of my head and um and then went with it and i and i agree with you it's a it's a good hey we're here kind of a thing uh we're back uh sure shapes change but it doesn't mean that we do um and um you know, this is a new offering, and I and I and I think that we accomplished that on the on on the opener. Oh, it's incredible! What about going home? What can you say about that one? About which one? Going home. You know, this one to me was one of the things that he did on this, with regard to writing, was um, he did the intro in a lot of them. Um, it's not just an introduction to where the it's an intro musically that changes before the um, the verses come in right. and you know I noticed it in this I noticed it in Scorched I noticed it in Won't Be Coming Back I, I mean even the surgeon with that you know that bass intro oh no, yeah just, you know leads him into it and then he tears it up like he's hitting a he's hitting a hood of a car with a rubber hammer <laughs> <laughs> He's just got he's just got that I'm here kind of vibe. And I think when he sets mood like that, it gives me the opportunity not to overthink it, but it just kind of takes me somewhere. 
And I realized that with going home that it was that melody would be the key to, to this song. That for sure it would be heavy and be punchy. Uh, but it was because of that intro, it led me into melody uh, with regard to my parts of the song. And, and, and that's the key is that, you know, the, the reason Didi and I work together well is that I listen to what he plays, you know, and I don't just listen to where I'm supposed to sing. I listen to the whole song uh, until I can I can hum every part of the song in my head and then I can marry something to what he has there already. Right. If I can marry a vocal line to that, and I think that this is a great example of that, because the, the song came out, I never thought this song was going to come out as good as it did, and I, and I think it came out twice to three times as good as I originally anticipated. It's incredible. It really is. Uh, and the, the Surgeon, you mentioned that one. What can you talk about about that one? What a, what a great track. Well, I think that's, a, you know, that's an overkill thrash template. You know, I mean, it's something we've been doing since the feel of fire record but it's always morphed from year to year into something different bigger wider uh more streamlined uh more melodic less melodic it's always something that we we recognize in ourselves uh before you even hear the track if somebody says overkill 101 i immediately think hammerhead or the surgeon right uh, so the point so the point is is that it still has to be different. It can't be Hammerhead. It has to be Hammerhead circa 2023, which means that it's a distant relative, but still has the same type of results. Um, this was one of those, vocally, one of the things, especially in the, uh, the chorus, where I placed the voice in a different spot in my mouth, uh, and it got that, that effect. It's not relaxed, um, but it's authoritative. It's that uh, authoritative... I don't have to yell to get my point across. Oh, that's incredible. What about Twist of the Wick? Uh, one of the hardest songs for me to do, um, and it doesn't seem like it should be, it seems like it should be right in my wheelhouse. Um, I had the pre-chorus and the chorus done way before anything else, and I love the fact that there was that melody in there, um, but I was running through so many different things with the verse, and I, I got to the point where I was exactly the opposite of what I told you about going home, knowing the song and humming it. I was just working on sections um, in a studio with a guy I used named Johnny, Johnny Rod. And, um, and I finally nailed it, you know, and I, I said, I think I got it. And it's, it's what we have on there right now. And it married real well with that, the melody in the, in the pre-chorus and the chorus. And I said, play the whole thing through, you know, and, and he's, and he put it on and he left the room and just sitting there and it gets to the center section. I hear those monks, you know, that like male choir yeah. singing. And I'm like, he comes back in. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This baby sent that. <laughs> 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 so I got, I got so wound up in that little section that he and Derek and I think Michael Romeo put that together. And it was, I was like, oh my God, the nuances on this are just so cool. You know, that you can have something so different in it. Oh, I yeah. Think it's a, I think that's a great song of contrast uh, with regard to those monks versus versus the verse versus the melodic uh, chorus and pre-chorus. And Jason Bittner, I mean, Blast Beat City almost in some spots. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, what about Wicked Place? Well, you know, I mean, I, I was singing songs like this in the shower when I was a kid. I mean, this is <laughs> like, you know, this is from the old school of Sabbath, Fog Hat on, you know, it's Fog Hat on the Blue Meth from... Walter White, you know, right. it's just like, uh, 
you know, that, I mean, that's the beauty of this, that this is just a swing back and forth. Um, and it's probably more like the shit I was cut from. I mean, nobody was cut from Thresh. I mean, Thresh kind of came about. I mean, the landscape changed with Kill 'em All, and, and there was many to follow after that. But, but you know, the stuff that, that got me going early on were, you know, the Sabbath records, you know, Supernaut or, you know, Into the Void. Sure. Or, you know, or, or some of the fog hat shit or, uh, God, I even listen to status quo and they would always swing back and forth. So, so again, this was, this was something that was in my psyche, uh, uh lyrically and, and, uh, vocally. Uh, but you obviously you just don't know it until you're doing it. And then when, you know, when you get the song finished, you go, God, it, it just reminds me of somewhere I've been before. And that place is obviously youth. Incredible. Yeah, I really like that one. I think that's a that's a really good track. Yeah, it's one of my favorites too because it, it's just it's it's again it's it's a 2023 version of it. It's not just you know it's not a rehash kind of a kind of an approach to something. And and I love the fact that there's there's uh, there's some diversity on this record. You know where you where you can go into that. You know you come out of the wicked to wicked place, and it's like my God, you, you know just thrash their brains out in this one part. Jason's playing it. You know. Mach ten, and then we slow it down into this groove. It, right, it makes the hill valleys higher and lower. You know, it's incredible. Um, have y'all done Wicked Place live? Oh, we do it live. Yeah, it's been in the it's been in the set um, for the whole European tour. Um, it incredible. looks like we'll be heading out in the U.S. somewhere around the thirteenth of July, or actually the thirteenth is the first day. That's uh, awesome. We will start by the. Before the end of that tour, so I think before the end of July, we'll be somewhere in Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, too. Awesome. Yep. Incredible. I'll have to be out for that. Uh, what about Won't Be Coming Back? Well, again, another intro, you know? I mean, it was, and, and people have said it before. I mean, I kind of heard that Sabbath-esque, you know, Ronnie Dio version in the intro. I mean, it's, you know, it's more like what he sings over in Heaven and Hell, but it's, I just heard that kind of a feel to it, and when Dave clicked in with the with the guitar, uh, it kind of brought me back to you know the late '90s when we did Necroshine, and I was just singing over the top of a guitar riff, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, like, I thought it was kind of cool, but it became something a lot different um, than it was intended to be originally, and I think that that's it became more of a traditional type heavy metal song uh, between uh, the riffs that he put together, the little pieces Dave added, and um, and what I added vocally. Incredible. What about a uh, fever? Well, this was obviously the you know the big you know especially especially I keep saying that uh, it is uh, it's the the one of the harder ones because of the the difference in the parts you know one being super mellow and oh geez I mean moody and you know and right. Jason's playing bongos in there. And, you know, all sorts of little sound effects are going on. Um, and then coming into that big sledgehammer riff, I mean, it was tuned down to an A. I would shake Grandma's dishes in the in the china you know, cabinet when I put it on loud enough here. Uh, but it was, you know, it was something that we've always experimented with in the past was, you know, that eclectic vibe of going from something mellow to something that heavy. And I, and I think, you know, the key is just about making... It kind of seamless between the two. Uh, I had a hard time with, uh, you know, I tried to be Mr. Scary with those with the vocals, and 
it just wasn't working and it, and I eventually just relaxed and just opened my mouth and let it happen and it just it just came out it was um, I think I was actually singing uh, a real slow version of over the mountain to it oh wow and, uh, and then it just kind of just kind of started coming together and I could feel that you know kind of Aussie early Aussie blizzard you know diary yeah. kind of a vibe coming out and it was just like wow that's kind of you know that's kind of cool there because it doesn't sound forced whereas all the other shit that i did for it sounded forced so it was one of the tunes that took me the longest uh to actually complete it's i think it's my favorite track on the record oh really yeah okay. i love it um for sure the most different I, I mean for sure the most different i mean i love that heavy part and then the, the swing into that blues section in the center, that bluesy riff that oh, yeah. it almost almost reminiscent of a Wicked Place kind of a kind of a vibe where you actually feel it swinging back and forth. Yeah, it's it's killer. Uh, what about harder they fall? Well, this is a big. I mean, that's a big thrash number. I mean, with the old gang vocals and everything. Oh yeah. I mean, I wasn't even sure about those gang vocals. I mean, I was looking for something else, and I know Dee Dee and Derek were getting together because. You know, it wasn't like we could all get together in some place, and I was still recording some stuff. And he goes, "What I'll do is I'll just record them anyway, and I'll send them to you while we're doing it, and we'll see what we think." And we're both listening to it, and we're like, "You know, something, just keep it, because we might be able to use it for the mix." But sure. I think they become a real standout on it. Um, you know, Derek's background vocals, even earlier on, and like um, he sings alone in uh, Surgeon. Um, I think the background vocals are well placed, but this is the one that you know, with that thrashy kind of a approach to the whole thing. Just as uh, I don't know, just especially coming out of Fever is just uh, just just a great dynamic between, Absolutely. between the two. Yeah, it's killer. Uh, what about Know Her Name? Well, the, you know, everything's mock titled when it first comes in, and this one was mock titled Sabbath. Oh, okay. And I was listening to it. Huh. Oh, me! This sounds like you know. This sounds like um, symptom of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah. So um, I wanted to do something different with it. Um, so I kind of took that chorus and made it a little bit more melodic. I didn't sing within the what's called the box. Um, you know, sing a line, sing a line, sing a line, rhyme a line, sing a line, rhyme a line. You know, all the same. I just kind of sang over the top of the whole. Um, which I think made it made it different, made it interesting. Uh, not one of my favorite songs on the record, but still something I think it's really interesting. Especially when you get to the center, when those guys go into that like bass groove kind of a thing, uh -huh. it almost becomes this proggy kind of a centerpiece. You know, between Dee Dee and Jason, and then Dave coming in. Oh uh, yeah, right before the yeah. And then the final track, Bag of Bones. Well, probably. You know, the one outstanding on the record with regard to outstanding in the cold. I mean, it's like, I mean, I heard you, you, that was my title last one. And I was like, you wrote this last? I said, why is one 10 and why is one last one? He goes, I, last one because it has to be last in the, in the sequencing because it's just like nothing else on the record. It's just something that I, I wanted to do because it was fun. Right. I listened to it and I said, it is fun, you know, and it's fun because of the groove. Uh, so I tried to, again, marry that, you know, with some... I'm not going to say goofy lyrics, but more so uh, just have a good time with the whole thing. Throw some harmonies in there. Make it a sing-along kind of a groove tune. 
I think it kind of worked to add one more dimension to the record uh, and not just have, you know, not just have a two-dimensional record, but again, have a three or four-dimensional record. It's incredible. Um, the artwork with you guys is always incredible. Uh, tell us about the artwork for Scorch. I, I just love it. Well, you know, the title came, the artwork was started before the title came. Oh, okay. It, it was, so when, you know, when the song Scorched happened, um, and these guys really liked it, we were going back and forth, you know, should it be Scorched or Twisted the Wick? You know, what would be a better title? And I think I was outvoted, like, you know, four to one. They all wanted Scorched. Um, but Travis Smith had been working on this. We had, we had given him some ideas, some guidance with regard to what we wanted. Now, we had the, um, you know, uh, the snake swallowing itself you know that type of a uh, approach uh yes he came up with this this like feeling of conflict where the two pieces were looking at each other you know the two subjects on the front of it yeah. the two skulls um where it comes across as conflict or is it you know is it conflict or let's get the fuck out of here the place is coming up you know <laughs> um but but once the title scorch was was decided upon uh, he went after it with, you know, that motif, you know, started adding the flames, you know, and I thought to myself, how weird is that, you know, that we did feel the fire, you know, 20 records ago, which was a fire type motif, oh, yeah. obviously a real fire. Um, and, and this one having something similar, but I was actually okay with that. I was thinking, you know, if you're going to rip yourself off, do it 20 records later, you know, not like, <laughs> not from record so I, I was I'm really happy with this stuff. He's always ahead of the game uh, for us. Uh, he puts in so much. Um, his art has become better and better as time goes on. I mean, more realistic uh, to um, to actual you know paintings um, as oh, opposed yeah. to digital art, which I really like about it. I'm going to get a big blow up of it done and uh, and put it under glass uh, because I think I think he did a. Uh, an exceptional job on this cover and, it, and it's one of those things you know where you you know you kind of look at it and then you hear the record you go that actually goes together that actually works you know so uh, I, I think it really represents what uh, what's behind that cover in the music you know I was telling Dee, I'll tell you the same thing Scorched is a great title for not only a song but an album too I, I don't know if anybody's ever it's beautiful whoever came up with that you guys are genius it's it's great well, that's my title for the song, but they, they chose it for the record. It's, so we'll, I we'll think it's it brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it to them. <laughs> brilliant. To the boys. One for the boys. And look, I know you're a big hockey fan. And now my team is playing the team that eliminated your team. Oh, you're a Canes fan, huh? No, I'm a Panthers fan. No, I know. I'm saying I'm hoping my team gets rid of the Canes because they got rid of the Devils. Oh, shit. Okay, I get it now. I'm, I'm, paying, I'm paying you some love. <laughs> you fucking guys are playing with house money. Let me tell you. I mean, I couldn't I went to bed last night. I was like, I can't watch this. I can't keep watching this. I went to bed after the second overtime. I'm like, it's midnight. I can't keep watching. And it was uh, and Kachuk scored with like 13 seconds left in the fourth overtime or yep. something, right? 
That's it. Unbelievable. Man, I, you know, I was I was just thinking, I was reading the, the recap this morning, and I was like, this fucking guy, because who did he say, I want to come, he, he was in Calgary, yep. I want to come to Florida. Yep. And they said only if Huberto goes to the Calgary. And Calgary was really supposed to be something this year. Oh, yeah. And I... I said, man, did fucking could Chuck see this that fucking far in advance? Man, what a hockey player. Unbelievable. His dad was a beast. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I, I was never a blues fan, but my God. I, and I think he played for the Sharks and Coyotes, too. Is that right, Bobby, I think? I couldn't tell you that. I know it was, I know it was a blues. Uh, it, was, uh, it was in St. Louis. Yep. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you that, but it was, man. Man, what a fucking! Both of these Kachuk brothers are unbelievable. Oh yeah, the, his brother on the, the his brother on the Senators is unreal. They got such a set of brass balls on them. It's like it's it's you can't believe it. You know you're going to get hit. You know they're going to score. <laughs> oh, I know. It's 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 crazy. The the thing that that, that I couldn't I couldn't believe they knocked out Boston. I I, I was blown away because they Boston had us eliminated and we came back and beat them. You know, it, it's so weird about the President's Trophy, though, isn't it? I mean, it's, it, it is cursed as shit. <laughs> what, did Colorado win the President's Trophy last year? No, the last team to win the President's Trophy that won the Cup was Chicago in, like, 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. No, they didn't. And, and you know, smartly... Because... Uh, I'm trying to think. No, oh, actually, you're going to get a kick out. The Panthers won it last year because we beat the Capitals and then the Lightning beat us. Oh, that's when you had that, uh, when Quenville got sent, right? Was that the year Quenville got sent out? Right over the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. And Andrew Burnett, Burnett was our coach last year who was used to play for the Avalanche back in the day. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, that we won the we won the president's trophy, beat the Capitals, and then got railed by the Lightning. So <laughs> we we got we picked up Burnett as an associate. Coach. They don't even call him an assistant; they call him associate coach for Lindy Ruff in New Jersey. Nice. And everybody thought that. Well, and they didn't think it; they knew that uh, Lind, Lindy Ruff's contract was up at the end of this year. Burnett was just going to slide over. Um, oh wow! After after the year that that Ruff had, they just they just reextended him, and they they think that Burnett might even end up with the Rangers, which would be a fucking shame because it would be a waste of great talent. Ruff, man, I always thought he was good when he was. I'm not a Sabres guy, but God, he was always good when he coached them. And didn't he? He coached Dallas too a long time ago, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he was a Dallas coach too. Yeah, right before. Um, the Hitchcock, right before Hitchcock. Yeah, Ken, yep, yep, yep. But I tell you, it's at this point, and you're right, we're playing with house money. We fleeced Calgary. We got Kachuk for nothing. Um, And, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, I I mean, shit. It'd be, it, this is the first time we've been this far in the playoffs since we got to the finals against Colorado in 96. So, but man, I wanted to tell you the Devils are a lots out, young, powerful team. I think they're going to be knocking on the door for the next 
for the next decade probably. Oh my God, so. y'all y'all have drafted so well for so long, you know. Uh, they're, they're still they still have the number two uh, uh, prospect. Um, I don't know who number one is, but we have number two uh, still. I mean, we have this guy uh, Simone uh, Nemec. Yeah, who was our first round last year. Oh yeah, uh, Luke Hughes just played. Um, oh god, Seamus Casey. I think is it Seamus Casey? Yeah, another uh, another another defenseman. I mean, they're gonna they're just full of blue liners and um, and wingers right now. So, loaded, absolutely loaded. Dude, amazing. Have a great weekend. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. <laughs>